to the me, casket right? is in the shape of like an L. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead though. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 205, entitled Very Good Relationships, Open, Honest, and Vulnerable. Tonight at the table, we will continue to talk about how to take your relationships from good to very good. We will be discussing the second component that all very good relationships have. What are the characteristics of good communication in relationships? What does poor communication look like, and how can we fix it? We're talking about that this evening. Pull up a seat at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash at lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media. And it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 20 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Sunset Beach. Oh, Coco. Titusville. Never heard of it. I like that little mention. It's just a little... Titusville. Titusville. I'll represent. What's up, boys? Uh, this past weekend. Uh, <laughs> Eric's all business today. Well, Father's Day. Well, he said, what's up? Uh, yeah. So, you know. That's it for episode 205. <laughs> it was great. I hope everybody uh, benefits from it. You okay, Brian? I'm good. He's okay. good. Um, uh, we celebrated Father's Day with family on Saturday and then uh, went disc golfing to yeah, IAP. Yeah, we did. On uh, Sunday. And man, I looked back, which I had a great Father's Day on Saturday. Super fun and fun time, you know, with, with Maggie and Amy on Sunday as well. Maggie gave me this really cute keychain um, with her thumbprints in it that make a little heart. She walked, she walked all over the mall to do that. No, she made this in preschool. Aww. Oh, yeah. yeah. The mall would have been better. That would have been a better story. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, so there's this joke in my family. Like at Christmas time, my grandfather always used to say, "I walked all over the mall for that." Meanwhile, he never left his recliner ever. <laughs> in fact, he sat in his recliner so long his spine fused together in the back of his neck with wow. the chair. <laughs> but yes, it buried him. Became he, with the chair. With, <laughs> but he was a World War II the hero. Casket is in the shape of like an L. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is dead though. Um, but anyways. Uh, so, and that was very cute, but man, I've been, I've been really interested. <laughs> That's good. Um, I've been really, uh, sorry. Technical issues. Yeah. I've been really like interested looking back at my scores when we, we kind of first started playing. I was plus 21 when I played IUP and that was, I feel like that was pretty early on mm-hmm. when we started. Cause it's been a minute. I've only played it once. Oh. Um, and I was plus five on Sunday, which was awesome. I, like I felt like I was thrown really, really well, and I was just that was it was. And just it's so such much fun. a pretty place to be. It might uh, be one of the. I mean, it's I really mean, Moraine nice. is lovely and has the lake view no and concrete, all that stuff. No concrete tea pads, but no concrete tea. Their tea, their tea pads are okay. They're fine. Yeah, it screwed me up a little bit. Um, you played very well. It was fun to play. It was fun to play. Um, it's a good time. So I, I don't want to minimize Maggie's keychain. That was a meaningful gift for you. Oh yeah, I love it. Good. I absolutely love it. I thought it was really cute. Came with a little note, and yeah, and you said it was, it was her handprints, a little thumbprint, oh, like okay. two thumbprints that like make this this heart. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, I see it. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Um. Okay, Mrs. Keibler or Helwig. Helwig. Or Lynn. Probably Helwig. No, I'm She's all about Lynn She was craft craft person yeah yeah big fan lynn hellwig yeah she's it's a, a good, lot of fun seems to be a good german name hellwig hellwig yeah, hellwig. yeah. you will you will put the pump for thumbprints for the heart <laughs> <laughs> or your father <laughs> you will love your father um and then i'm, I'm you'll just, make five more 
<laughs> it's, not even, it's not even Maggie's thumbprint. No. It's somebody that's some other kids. Um, and I'm just, I'm pumped for vacation. Amy and I are looking forward to vacation. And, you know, this is, Maggie's going to be five this year. And I know in the past several years, there's been a lot of pressure. At least I know Amy puts it on the pressure on herself, sure, you sure. know, to be tentative to Maggie and, and whatnot. And like this year is like the first time in a long time where she's like said that she's, actually like really looking forward to if it. she wanders away there's a good chance she'll make it back <laughs> yeah you know well, you can loosen the reins a little bit yeah right and this year right. will be really nice for you guys too because there's there's no potty training you know there's because yeah. that that was right. an element last year too you know and so yeah. it, i feel like she's in a in a good spot she's I in mean, a good zone. still gonna be a lot yeah. of work i think she's ready to oh, head yeah. down to the beach on her own though you know <laughs> yeah. yeah just send her down at yeah. 7 a.m she can set up the tent yeah <laughs> yeah get it up there awesome. slice yeah, her own finger so. yeah why should you be gone? Suffering? Are the days that I have to suffer through that? <laughs> That's <laughs> it, what kids are for. But I mean, if you think back to the baby pool at the ocean, oh, the sand yeah. in the diaper, like mm-hmm. how did you ever get through a week of that? Actually, the I feel like the first year wasn't all that bad. All right, because like <laughs> I mean, like because she was still like a like she wasn't very mobile. Right. Sure, you know. All right, second year then. Yeah, still second, in diaper. Second year's rough. Yeah, yeah second year's rough. Yeah, That's dumb. Although first year for me, because the previous year Amy was pregnant she asked when we were that. at the beach. So I had a lot of fun and Amy didn't. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. I said she asked for that. Oh, yeah. Prayed uh, so prayed hard for, for it. Yeah. It's a miracle. <laughs> and the second year I was kind of like on, I was on dad duty. That was not a vacation. Was that Ocean City? Must have been. I think so. Yeah, that was still. Yeah, still Ocean City. Good um, times. So we're really looking forward to this year, and I can't wait. And so, spoiler alert, we won't be here next week. We will not be here next week. Remember the first year when we talked about taking the stuff on vacation, and Brian's like, I think so, and everything else. And Eric's like, no. No. It's too <laughs> hard uh, for podcast, a podcast. Yeah. 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 It would be hard. Yeah. I, I have a couple good stories to tell. Oh. Since I, I wasn't here last week. I don't no. know if you remember. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, quick Father's Day coincidence update is that I wanted to go on a little family disc golf adventure. The hope was, of course, all four of us would be able to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having the family together on Father's Day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much to wish for. Well, Ben had to work, so that was his deal. Someone's got to um, make money. Right? Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. But I also settled on, before I knew you, you were uh, going there, gentlemen, to IUP, I wanted to go to IEP and I was like, all right, well, let's go. And I, I guess it, I never, I was, I, I pulled in and I thought, okay, maybe their car will still be in the parking lot, but you guys are probably long gone by. I don't we were that. long, not gone. long gone. We were yeah. done by like three thirty or something. Oh man. But we must've just missed you then. And you saw a turtle. We saw a little turtle on fairway. Number one, a little, like, I don't know, painted turtle or box <laughs> turtle or whatever. They're this called. is a turtle. It was a cute turtle. It, was a turtle. it wasn't like a vicious, like snapping turtle. It was a, it was a good one. <laughs> But um, I had a great time. Also, I know what a turtle is. Oh, <laughs> <a> turtle! <laughs> I texted the, <laughs> I texted these guys later my impressive score because I was like, "Wow, I have never played so well." Like this was great, and it happened to tie Eric's score yeah. for the day. The plus oh, five. Oh, that was so yeah, cool! Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Was, he literally joined you in your score. Yeah, yeah, it was it was wonderful, and um, had had a good time with it. Was so it was just Amy and Lily and I, obviously, because Ben was working. Yeah, but Ben, the other half of that story is. So he's had this theme going, at least ah, I think the first game he bought me. So he's he's been getting me um, board games. That's like his oh, that's a great gift. go-to gift for yeah. me, right? I love board games. and he's, Building he, up the library. Yes. And, and there are these interesting, you know, things that that regular. It's not Monopoly and Parcheesi, right? right. It's our nerdy. Oh, did he get you in Spirit depth. Island too? No. <laughs> not that nerdy. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe this is nerdier. I don't know. Yeah. But last year. He got me a National Parks-themed game Yeah, uh, where, you know, obviously within the game you have to, like, go to National Parks and collect things and da-da-da, like, you you know, game stuff. Yeah. This one, I haven't looked at it yet except, you know, to open and see the box. It's a United States Postal Service-themed game. Sounds riveting. <laughs> and you have to travel around the country and deliver like mail in the most efficient way. Do you have to like way. avoid like shooters? Like ex-employees do you coming do you back? Have to, do you have to balance the budget? Uh, probably. I don't know. Little that's, dogs biting you. Seven, that, that's probably part of that. it. I know that the artwork though, it, it's like the artwork of like um, 
like the little golden books, like mm-hmm. from when we were little, and yeah. even like when our parents were little and stuff. Like it's really this like classic looking mm-hmm. kind of artwork style within the game. And do you have um, to defeat the UPS guy. And... <laughs> I will let you know. I'm going to give you guys an update after I get into it. A take little his bit. We're going to take it on vacation. Speaking of vacations, we'll take it on vacation. And all four of you are going on this vacation. Yes, yeah. we're going down to Ocracoke. Pray okay. for shop and save. They can make it without oh. Ben. I tell you, he, he gets a line, man. He gets a line. That's probably because he, he. I could just see him being a quick cashier. Well, and I know because that's my go-to store, like outside of like Aldi and Sam's Club. Like that's my go-to store for stuff. And I mean, there's there's certain people that you just don't want to get in their line because mm-hmm. you know they're going to be incredibly slow mm. or just they're just unpleasant. <laughs> and you go to Ben, and he's just so pleasant and nice and quick. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even combo. need the register. Just does all the math in his head. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For being a lover of math, and, you know, that's his major in, in college, he is surprisingly bad. Sorry, Ben. Surprisingly bad at, like, doing arithmetic in his head. Interesting. Huh. Like, really, like, mm-hmm. not his He's got to write it down. All. and Yeah. 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 I, I get that. Yeah. He's got advanced math knowledge out the wazoo but yeah earth, quick arithmetic mm-hmm. no really yeah hmm. weird how was your uh, trip to tampa yeah so that's i know another I story oh my gosh so amy and i took a little three-day trip down to tampa clearwater area on the gulf and um how was water oh my gosh amazing clear clear yeah. water Warm <laughs> water. They should call it warm water. No, they. Oh, they, wait. They call it clear water. That's good too. Um, and it was just sort of like a little end of the year celebration, getting through this crazy year. I've talked about it many of times school. on pod school, school. but but mostly uh, like, yeah, yeah, just like right. all the things, all yeah, the incidents. You, the you, worst. You've been in a storm yeah. since like July Fourth last exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. So um, mm. the biggest, of course, being Amy's cancer. Issues and, and the and Tesla getting through all that. Well, and then, the the, te- the Tesla, yeah, that's her dad. Yeah, I mean, you guys went. Yeah, but the Tesla. Was seri- it was a serious <laughs> year. The, the a Tesla, very, maybe a little worse than the cancer. I had to go yeah. all the way up to Cranberry. I know. That's <laughs> well. She had cancer. Jim had COVID. Something. <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, you've had a bad year, so this was a nice end of the year celebration. Yes, this was celebration, kind of a clean time. slate. And it was, you know, someplace we've never been and just a, it's a great area. Get away. The from Gulf the two is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It really we is. I've never it. been. We went to this I've place. I've been once. So it really is cool. Called Shepherd's Pie. Resort. <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd's Resort. And um, it was it was right on the water and it had like it had a pool. It had a private beach. It had restaurants and bars. And like it was it was it's like what you see in the movies or like in the Caribbean or whatever. I've never been to the Caribbean, so I just know it from movies. But sort of like in miniature, like, you know, mm-hmm. closer quarters, but everything we could have wanted. One right stop there. shop. Live music, like mm. pretty much all day long from like Food? lunchtime like on. Like buffets and stuff? Say again? Food? Like buffets and stuff? No buffets, oh. but just order whatever you want order yeah, yeah. just yeah mm-hmm. and it's all on like a tab like you like you can order whatever you want and you don't have to pay for it or false okay yeah it was just it wasn't all inclusive gotcha it was yeah yeah gotcha. it was just we paid for the room and then whatever else we wanted to buy we, we mm. bought but we had a really great time um and we went on a monday through thursday morning okay so we had like our monday and tuesday yeah three nights right so Monday through Thursday, well, I shouldn't say morning. We checked out Thursday morning, but we still sort of hung around the pool that day. Got home this past Monday. And we had loved that place so much. Um, like it was it was quiet. I mean, there were certainly people. It was it was busy by our standards. It was like, okay, there's lots of people around. Everything's fine. But it wasn't like spring Let me break. tell you, Thursday, I was glad we getting close to the weekend early in yeah. the week mm-hmm. because yeah. this huge group of people came in. Ah, people. They were the loudest, most like obnoxious. Like we had to move twice yeah. to get away from these people. American, really? Americans, Because right? they all of a sudden they're like, and listen, this is like a little four foot deep pool that people are just hanging out right. in and having drinks. Everybody's you know? peeing. And they're like, cannonball and jumping in. <laughs> 
and like screaming across the 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 area toward like sixty five year olds. They weren't all young. I will tell you that. I mean, I don't think the 65-year-olds were doing the cannonballs, but it was a, a wide range of adults. I don't know if they were a big family or what. We moved over to another like pavilion area a little bit away from the pool. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if this is the same group or just a different loud group, but these other people came over and were like being really obnoxious, talking about some interesting pictures on their phones, like really loud, like uh-huh. – inappropriate like i was like man i am ready to go home yeah wow so we ended up not eating lunch there we had checked out that morning so the loud people was the first interesting thing that happened that day we walked down the street to a different restaurant not busy at all we decided to just go inside sit at the bar it was like open though to to the to the street so it was air conditioned and yet also Mm -hmm. like half outside you know yeah and we sit there and there's one other guy at the bar who proceeds to just start talking to Uh, us there you go we decided, Jay, you'd be proud that we decided to lean in, like we're not going to stop, you know, or get too uncomfortable. We're just going to lean into this conversation and see where it goes. This dude, I still don't know if he was telling the truth or if he was trying to like con us or what was happening because he was, he told us he was an ER nurse and he works nights um, Long story short, you bought a timeshare. <laughs> I was, I kept waiting as this story went on. I kept waiting for, okay, where's the, yeah, where's the hook? The where's, catch. where's, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he told us weird things. Like, he was like, oh, I, I um, started brewing beer, and a local brewery bought my, my beer, and that now it's, it's one of the ones on tap here at this bar. And I'm like, oh my gosh, which one is yours? And he said it was a. Um, you guys have probably heard of it. It's cigar brewing, and it's like their it's like their summary one. They're Jai Alai, or I don't know how to pronounce it. Jai Alai. You ever uh, heard of cigar or Cigar City Brewing, something like that? It's a sport. Right? That sounds more familiar. Yeah. Um. So I was, you know, and at that point, I'm like, okay, I guess it could be true, but that's very coincidental and mm-hmm. weird. And then he tells us that he's in town because his buddy bought a boat. And he couldn't get the boat himself. So this guy came to Tampa. I guess they live, he, he lives like 40 miles south of Tampa or whatever. And so he came to like tow the boat back for him and ended up wrecking the boat, which his like wallet, ID, everything was on the boat that it's now like sunk in in the oh, and has to no. be like recovered from the bottom of the titanic yeah right that uh, is a thing though i don't know so I, here, when i forget how this, i know that but i know that's a thing where like you don't have like jurisdiction or something that you can't like you can't run it back by yourself or something like that it's some weird thing okay and i've i've heard that before yeah. and this brewing company is in tampa okay yeah i okay <laughs> this could be all true but when he starts telling me that his ID and his wallet are at the bottom of the, of you're, the re- you're ready to get the bill for exactly. his oh, yeah. I'm ready for him to say, uh, so if you guys have anything, you know, but it never came like that part of it never happened. Hmm. So we just ended up talking. You just to got guy. to meet a character. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the third and the final boat. weird thing, we made it to the airport. Our flight was supposed to take off at 830. But of course, you have to be there like two hours early. We ended up getting there like 615 or something. We didn't realize the weather was looking this bad, but that was the night of like there were tornadoes that came through Texas and Florida. And and so our flight ended up getting postponed till the next morning. Yeah. But um, and where did you spend the night? At the pool. <laughs> With that guy's crazy. Went to that guy's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the boat. <laughs> we just we just found a local hotel and got an Uber to, to take us. And I don't know if we're supposed to get reimbursed for that, if it's a weather related thing or not, like by the airline airline airlines. 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 Most yeah. of the time they don't. Yeah. So we got an extra night mm-hmm. near the palm trees, and and even though it was sort of a weird last day, we had a really good time, and that's my story. And that's cool. what we say in our family is, well, it's a Mitlow family adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see that too. They're Chris and Amy adventures. Yep. So that's good. Um, I've just been running as hard as I can to the tape to vacation and. You know, you're like, oh, this week shouldn't be too bad. Then you're like, oh, wait, God's got a lot of different opportunities for me to bless people and be a part of things. And we'll navigate some awkward waters. Uh, everybody here at the table knows I, I had to navigate some, probably had to 
to preside over one of the most awkward elders meetings I've ever been a part of in my nine plus years. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, meeting, <laughs> not, not just, uh, not <laughs> yeah. just elders. I mean, we've had some tough ones. I mean, we let a, we let a volunteer treasurer go years ago and had to fire her. And I'm, you know, it was a straight up Kramer moment. Like, you know, I don't even work here. I'm like, I know that's what makes it so hard, but <laughs> we got to let you go. You know, uh, and we've had some of those and we've had with the whole St. James, uh, yeah. we had a tenant, a church yeah. and there was some, some really, ooh, mm-hmm. I had a guy who had somebody come at me strong, yelling at me in my face. That was fun. This was up there. So it's, it's, we're, we're ready for vacation as well. Yes. Um, Loved playing IUP. I think it's, I mean, it's in my top three. It's definitely in my top three. Because it isn't that challenging, but it seems like it is. Like, you can miss a shot, and they're, the holes aren't very long. So you, yeah. can, you can make a mistake and still make par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get, you got a really solid chance for a good recovery. Except yeah. that one hole. Well, yeah, 14. 14. Yeah. <laughs> that you parred? I know. I've, I've blown away. That's nice. Yeah, that was crazy. I had an extremely lucky Upshot. But I will say, for me, the most noteworthy thing uh, would be the teriyaki chicken I made for uh, the Not Luck dinner we had at the church Amy tonight. Amy loved it. And I would oh. say it was a we, – we have Not Luck lunches at the church, first Sunday of every month. It's, it's, it's a potluck, except there's no luck involved. You bring your A game. And we've been doing them on the weekends on Friday nights through the winter. But we thought, well, for summer, everybody's weekends are booked. So let's try one on a Wednesday night. And I think it was a lovely turnout. Yeah, I, I thought it was, was good. Great yeah. for summer. Yeah. It was nice. And so it was out. It was grilling or outdoor themed or whatever. So I made a marinade of soy sauce, um, oyster sauce, a little bit of rice wine vinegar, a little bit of sesame oil, fresh squeezed orange juice. And then I added, I blended that with some green onions, garlic, Garlic scapes, but that's another story for another time. And ginger. And then that was the marinade that, mm-hmm. I, that I put it in. Yeah, like oh, and ginger. sugar. Lots of sugar. That's how you get the yeah, place. Yeah, it down. It's a little sweet. Yeah. But then I, I, redid, so I, I started it real slow on the grill because Rachel was cooking the cornbread casserole in the oven. Yep. Because I like to start it in the oven just because chicken on the bone takes forever. Mm-hmm. Just legs and thighs. Anyhow, and then while I was cooking it on the grill, I, re, I used the rest of the marinade and reduce that down to a glaze. Mm. And it, here's how good it was. I thought it was good. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that, means it's fan, that, that means it's fantastic. I mean, I personally would like a little zip to it, but I, you know, I didn't sure. want to make it spicy sure, for anybody. Sure. Heat, yeah. But I mean, to me, it tasted like teriyaki chicken. Yeah. I wish I got to try some. It was gone. It, it was scooped up. Yep. So that's my update. I mean, it's, you know, we're trying to get the vacation. I think I've successfully made it without Lyme's disease. Uh, From ticks. Yeah. Or anything else. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you probably talked about it last week on the podcast, but uh, you and Rachel got away. We did. We did talk about it. Yeah. And it was it was as good as any other trip. Um, the weather wasn't as great, but it yeah. was we we have those times where we just it's yeah. essential. It's so great. It's a very it's good So much fun. It's so funny. We did Grove City Outlets in an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> went past every store. Yeah, that's and like if there was a be a cooking store and I'm like, Oh, you know we gotta go there. And we'd walk up to the door, and I'd be like, nah, it's fine. It's nothing. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was great. Good trip. Um, got hit on. One of us did by the bartender. Told the story last week. One of you did. Yeah, you we weren't sure. One. No. Interesting. No, I, mean, I gave him my number. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, because he wanted us to adopt a dog that he rescued that was deaf. Oh. And I said, no, but we would be happy to dog sit. So I gave him my number. If he's ever in Pittsburgh, we'll dog sit the deaf dog. Mm. So, but anyhow, Brian. Um. I got new contacts, and I'd been struggling with my vision for a while. Oh, um, specifically whenever my contacts were in, like in the previous contacts I had, and I had them for that prescription for about a year. Mm. And honestly, when I like, I, I, I almost never wanted to wear my contacts because as soon as I put them in, it was like, well, I can't, I won't be able to see anything. Close, like close, close to you. Close, and that's really not what they're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do. No, close up. You know, like it was just like it's. I won't be able to see my phone. I won't. I won't be able to see people's faces. Like it was getting to the point where I couldn't see your face. It was like it was so blurry. Um, yeah. So I, I've been working with the doctor at Lens Crafters. Um, Leah has also been it. helping. Yeah. Um, facilitate trying to get me some kind of compromise because it's either it and it, it was getting to the point where I was walking around with the readers on, 
even though I had my contacts on. Well, sure. And I'm like, well, why don't I just wear my glasses then? Which I don't want to do because I want to wear my contacts. So yeah, it was, it was really bad. Like my dashboard in my car couldn't see it mm. unless I was driving around with. Now, if you have your glasses on, mm-hmm. do you have to look above them to read? Um, I take I take them off to read. Even okay. even now, I I did get like the the pro- progression bifocals, so it is a lot better now too. Um, but yeah, there was a point where I was just taking them off to read, and I'll still do that because it. And I, that's what you can't do with contacts. Can't do it with contacts. Well, you um, can, but it's <laughs> cumbersome. Yeah, so I, I was working with the doctor, and um, I talked to him about the thing that you do, yeah. the, the mono or the monovision, I think he called it, um, whatever he called it, multivision. Um, but I talked to him about bifocal contacts, and for some reason in my head, it was I, I can't wear them. Somebody at some point told me, probably not a fit for you. So I was like, can I try a pair? It's night and day. Really? I love it. I can, I can read this. You know, um, it, it's so refreshing. Like, and I, I'm sacrificing a little bit of long distance, just a little tiny bit of what's, long distance. What's really out there? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all right in front of you. Wow, well, that was my question. I was, how's, how, how's it impacted hockey? Well, I only played this past Friday with it, and it was fine because, yeah. I mean... Um, was it worse before? Well, it was getting, like, but it also got to the point, like, when I put, when I would first originally put my contacts in, they were pretty crisp, except for my left one was also, like, actually physically painful. So, uh. like, I was constantly blinking, which eventually, over the course of the day, wears your eyes out, you know? And, and these, like, whatever yeah. was going on is just wearing my eyes out. So, um... So with this, it's horrible. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. Yeah, Yeah, it was terrible. Because you're with your eyes all day. Yeah, I have to use them a lot. And um, (laughs) so (laughs) I use my spiritual eyes more now. (laughs) Um, Good. good. (laughs) But yeah, with hockey this week, it was was great. I won all three games. But what is just really refreshing is the 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 mid and short range again. You know, not having that for so long was it was tough. Yeah. So I, I was wearing my glasses a lot, which was fine. But this is so refreshing because I do like wearing contacts, especially yeah. when it's bright out, yeah. you know, like at the beach and stuff. Well, like, right. Yeah. When I'm out and about, I don't like to have my glass. Like when we're disc golfing, I don't have my glasses on or anything like that because yeah. I don't need them. Yeah. You know, it's really like when we're doing computer stuff or, you know, reading, you know, whatever. But yeah, so that, that's awesome that you don't have to have them on your face. Yeah. And not only has it like helped the actual vision, but it also and, and through that, it's made my eyes a lot less tired. Which it makes the contacts more comfortable, yeah. You know, because they're not drying out. So it, overall, it's been it's been great. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I think a week and a half into my trial, but I mean, I'm I'm really sold on them. So yeah. yeah. So thank you, Lens Crafters. Not great to find a solution. Yes, it was, oh, and man. and and like I had to work for it a little bit. You know, I I kept having to press to, hey, can I try this contact? Can we tr- can we do these different things? You know, um, so there's a life lesson there. You keep pressing. Yeah. Um, but. That so that's great, and today is officially the first day of summer. So happy summer, everybody! Um, and yeah, longest day of the year. We're going to beach. Father's Day was great. I didn't do much. Sat at home. Sat home by the pool. Uh, I did want to go out to eat after church, and um, the only like I wanted to go to Tasty and Healthy first. They're, I love Tasty. They're closed on Sundays. Oh, that's and right. I was like, oh well, let's go to the old Village Grill. Closed on Sundays. <sighs> Then I went to there's this there's this wood fired pizza place run by these I guess they're old Italian guys across from the Dollar General in Frankstown, and oh yeah one of my hockey guys had told me it's almost like a mini Labriolas like they have meats and cheeses wow, and like that's news to stuff me. in there yeah right? I think so, they have like a little deli yeah so yeah. I wanted to go in and check it out and so I pulled up and uh, closed on Sunday no the guy the guys were sitting outside you know these these older guys are sitting outside drinking wine and I I start walking in there like hey bud sorry we're closed I was like all uh, right I'm going home. I went to, actually went to Aldi and uh, got a rack of ribs, so I made the ribs. So and that's that's go. what I did. It was great. So, ah. um, we're not supposed to transition yet, right, Eric? Right, that's right. Okay, I, I had a little idea. I, so I was listening to Oh, your game. Yeah, I was listening to another podcast called uh, Ninjas or Butterflies. Oh yeah, it's a ve- and I have grown to enjoy it. Are a we serious? Lot. Yes, like. I've gotten over her voice. Yeah. No offense if they, and then if when they, they do their fake little voices. Are yeah, a little yeah, weird. yeah. But sometimes they're really funny. Like and, so, you know when yeah. they do it. Um, but it's crazy. <laughs> it's a, why? Well, just because I I have you, you know, given up on it or no? No, I, okay. I mean I'm maybe an episode behind. Yeah, but yeah. I showed it to Eric, and it's just it's like Rachel even said to me. She goes right. 
we were on one of our trips and listened to it. She's like, right, why did I just listen to that? What is that about? I'm like, it's just fun. They're just hanging out and, and they're they talking do some about conspiracies. Like, yeah, they just can, like, you know, oh, and, those guys. And yeah. like old, older conspiracies or, or like interesting stories about like there's some guy in Florida that built the, I think they called the Crystal Castle or something like that. Yeah. Like he said, like he figured out how they, uh, created the, the pyramids and like he wouldn't tell anybody. Is that the like, Florida how he guy? Did it. Yeah, like he was, he the- was like lifting like, like several ton boulders oh, yeah. into place without like heavy machinery. Is this the same yeah. one with the challenger? All yeah. The they the they talked about it on one Instagram yeah, reel. Right, yeah. Right. So anyway, um, but I was listening to it and the, the woman brought up a, would you rather game? And I thought this was interesting because I looked at it from a emotional needs perspective. So the question is, would you rather? Oh, the BO. Yes. <laughs> okay. Would you rather smell like B.O., but you can't smell it? And you don't know it. And you don't know it. Or... Wait, you don't know that you smell. Right. Correct. Right. Other people can clearly smell your body odor, but you cannot. Right. Or would you rather everybody else have body odor and you can smell it? Neither, because I love smelling my own body odor. (laughs) You it's have one to, of the choices. It's not one of the choices, but you have to pick one. I'll tell you mine after. I, I'd like to hear yours. I want to hear Chris's. Well, why? I don't know. Just <laughs> trying to keep the podcast moving. <laughs> um, I thought you just valued my opinion on body odor. Okay. <laughs> um, I honestly think that I would rather smell and like not. It makes perfect sense. I would. Ra- that's me. I, because. I don't smell other people's body odor. Because I'm so glad this is going the way I wanted it to. I'm then the oh, and you said nobody else smells, right? Right. No. Yeah, you're the they only one. Smell who, you. No, they smell don't you. About, don't worry about other people's right. body odor. It does, it's a non-factor. It's a non-factor. So, like, yes, they'll smell me when I'm around, but it won't affect like the rest of their lives. Yeah. I don't know. They'd be around a stinky guy every time they're around you. Right. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But. If everybody in the world just smelled and I was miserable 100% of the time, that sounds worse. That's what you chose to be. I, <laughs> You cho- would be. I choose to be miserable. <laughs> okay. No, I, but I would choose the other, honestly, because then they're only miserable when they're near me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. Instead of me being miserable 100% of the time. <laughs> Jay, what would you pick? Oh, I would absolutely not want to be the one who smells. You would, yeah. not, you would not want to be the I one would put up with everybody else smelling. Yeah. Just to be fair, a lot of people have a smell anyhow. Wouldn't they think you smell? Here's the other. My, like, if everybody smells, then wouldn't they just assume that you, like, you're part of the smell that everybody smells? Yeah, but I'm the only one that smells everybody in this scenario. They don't even smell each other? No, it's all about you. No, it's all about you. Oh. No, I'm okay. I'll think about it, <laughs> but because I can, like you know, I can plug my nose. I yeah. can, you know. Well, and you'd, you'd eventually else. go nose, yeah, nose blind. You wouldn't smell it anymore. I was going nose deaf. Well, whatever. Yeah. So, Brian, oh, you're back to you said smell. you you'd be okay with smelling, and none of us have made the joke of oh, you really do smell. So we're pretty elevated. Yeah. Um. No, I would rather me smell. You'd rather impose your smell on everybody else than have everybody else. And I do it. (laughs) I just like the the scenario is not there where I also get to smell my own body. Brian, the pool's not not covered anymore. I love my summer aroma. I came to your house last night, Jay, and like smell me, Jay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't make you smell me, but I definitely smelled, and it was glorious. Didn't notice. Nah. See, I don't know. See what? I don't know. (laughs) Smell what, Brian? You kind of smell like. Kramer's Beach Cologne. Ah, yes. That uh, I said Levi, not Levi. Calvin Klein stole it. Yeah. All right. So why is this an emotional responding game? So I'm going to I'm going to say mine. I would rather everybody else smell and and me not smell. And I thought of it because I was like, well, I I believe it's because I have a high need of acceptance and belonging. Because like I don't want to do anything wrong to to stand out to stand out or upset anybody. Uh, And like I wouldn't want to put that burden on other people, so that's why I went with that. And I was like, man, there might be something here with a would you rather game. Like if we if we picked 
different to- to different would you rather's and relate it to emotional needs because I really do believe that's why. Well, sure, and mine is yeah. I don't I have a high need for respect, and so I don't want everybody to not respect me because I smell. <laughs> See, it's funny for me because I go, if you can't accept me despite that, you're dead to me. <laughs> we're all down at one end of the pool Brian's down at the other we're like hey, hey look, buddy if you can't accept me for that then uh, you've got a problem that's and, a you and problem and Chris just has me. a terribly weak constitution so he could not put up with I smelling I could not put up with <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible <laughs> but no, that, it, that, that would be a good that would be a good game yeah, it's well, a good okay. point though when I say like oh I I would only I wouldn't be what was it I smell so they're miserable like only when they're around me but that does also mean that everybody who's ever around me is Dude, miserable. You're so going to be I'm invited to a lot of less game nights. A lot. <laughs> That's true. That guy's not talking to you at that bar in Tampa. Let me tell you that much. Uh, he's like, you know, that ship went down. Now it smells a lot like you. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely should be a, a episode. This this could be a, this could be a segment or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll. I think maybe, maybe not every episode, but I'll, I think if we ran with it right now, it'd be good. Yeah, but I think if you spend some time on it, it could be very good. Mm. And too many people settle for good; they settle for okay, or they're stuck in not good. And so that's why we have been going over what God calls us to be in Genesis, which is a having a very good relationship. When Adam and Eve, uh, when Adam was alone, it wasn't good at all. But then when God created a relationship and Adam and Eve were together, it was very good. And so we looked last week at a real, I would almost say dynamic, and by last week, I mean two weeks ago, and uh, applicable way of keeping Christ at the center of your relationship. What does that really look like more than a kitschy Etsy poem on your kitchen wall? <laughs> but that is the first component of every very good relationship is keeping Christ at the center. And this week we're looking at the second component, which is communication, open, honest, and vulnerable. That is exactly what it is. And it's on the one hand, we could stop right there and say, yeah, the communication of your needs and your hurts in your relationship need to be open, honest, and vulnerable. But we want to break it down so we don't just tell you what it's supposed to look like, but we kind of describe it. And so we broke it down. The first is being open. And that means your communication. Again, when we talk about communication, it's not like I'm going to the store. Honey, I'm really going to the store, you know, like because I I need carrots. Like, no, it's communicating (laughs) your uh, emotional needs, but also your hurts. And, and so that's sort of what we're talking about in this realm. And with, with open, why is that important? Because it's obvious. It's, there, there, there isn't this veiledness. Mm-hmm. It's just right there for you. Um, and I think as we just go over these characteristics, if you guys think of like, yeah, like I said this one time and it made all the sense of the world or I can't stand it when it's not that way. Mm-hmm. Because the opposite is it's clouded or discreet. Like when you have to guess, like the joke yeah. I told the guys in the beginning before we started was that I said to Rachel that tonight we're talking about open and honest and vulnerable relationships. And she said, ever heard of it? And I said, well, I haven't experienced it from you. And then she gave me the finger, (laughs) (laughs) which is actually very open and honest and vulnerable. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't discreet. I knew what she meant Mm -hmm. and she knew, you know, my example actually was discreet. I was being passive aggressive. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm mm -hmm. poking the bear and the bear poked back. Yeah. This is, you know, mine and Amy's communication with each other very much used to not be open. It was cl- I, like that word clouded. Um, I, I think a lot of people suffer from like, well, we, we always talk about past hurts, like how everything is filtered through past hurts. Communication or lack thereof can be filtered or hindered by past hurts. And like, I think that's where we and were. created by. <clears throat> OK, yeah. And I think we, you know, when instead of just, you know, one of the first things I learned from you, Jay, when we did um, your couples class years ago was let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Wow. Like it's just a very simple statement, but it's it's about that open communication. And um, that's not where we were. Our yeses weren't yeses and our noes were noes. We we were supposed to, you know, our, our feelings, we were veiling from each other when we would communicate 
and then obviously we're trying to hear the other person's veiled communication and then there's a, a level of interpretation that has to happen and if you get it wrong which who's good at that like you're yeah and and, <laughs> it's and the worst and, and you know at certain times if we're at like a, a low point of our relationship communication wise it's like there is that passive aggressiveness and then you're like well imagine if i may yeah step on that because it, it gave me a good example so like you know oh do you do you want to go to that party yeah sure and then you're like, what? Well, does she really want to go to the party mm-hmm. or not? And then she's miserable at the party. And you're like, you didn't even want to be here. And she's like, I said I would go. Uh-huh. And you're like, you, yeah, you said that. Right. But <laughs> that's that's not at all what you meant. And yeah, your, right. your behavior. No, I said it. Don't tell me I didn't. I said I would go. And you're like, ah, yeah. Ah. And it's not the least bit open. Mm-hmm. Our, our go-to word as a joke is fine. That's like the word we make fun of if, if like – that used to be used a lot more as like, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that fits in with it's good a- versus very good. But it wasn't fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't even fine. It was just sort of like this. Well, that's clouded. Also, that's a clouded. clouded word. Yeah. It's clouded. It's also not honest. But that's the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Well, I, and I was, I was thinking about like when you're talking about it's when you are open, it's not clouded or discreet. And I started to think about like the the stereotypical used car salesman, right? We've all been to that person or maybe we haven't, but we all have an idea of what that is where there. And, and this kind of also ties in with people that use too many words. Like you've, you've been around <laughs> these people that they're just talking and talking and talk, what are they saying? You know, and, and I've been around those people and it's so frustrating to me. It's like, you've used 170 words. You could have used five. You know, and, and so I appreciate people that can form their thoughts and they're not going to beat around the bush. And I think a lot of people can't do that. And you you don't have to draw it out. You don't have to draw it out. And you, like you said, with it's fine, there probably should be more words in that instance Mm. because it's not fine. So what do you mean? Right. Now I do have to draw it out of you. And that can be very exhausting. You know, you said used car. Think of a real estate listing. Yeah. You know, cozy backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little cloudy. Maybe a little discreet. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of the opposite is with anger and with threats. You know, that that's not open. You know, that's that's very directed. That's very manipulative. Everything else. Second being honest. Der, it's not deceptive. You know, that's and they do overlap, by the way. These are. Yeah. The, the, there's a lot of overlap between the two. But it's just so simple. It's what how am I feeling and what do I need? Or how have I been hurt? Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you go, well, of course, duh. That's exactly it. But that's not what we do. No. We, we stew in our feelings. Yeah, nobody and, does that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. It's not what we do. Yeah, nobody does I'm that. not even, like, great at it. You know, I'm a lot better than I used to be. Well, but, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could still do a lot better at times. Yeah, you stew, it, you stew in it. And it could be something your spouse doesn't even know that they said. So you haven't been... Mm-hmm honest and open with them about the hurt that you just got from them and then you lash out at them later and they have no idea that anything was wrong and so they lash back at you and it's it's a horrible cycle of non-healthy communication it's so essential go ahead brian no you took the big inhale go (laughs) how many times do we have we say something we might not mean because we don't know what's going on within ourselves. Like, Mm. you know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many times that a lot of people walk around just like with this undefined anxiety or there's something eating at you or I can't quite put my finger on this. And then you do, you know, lash out or you can't be clear about it because you don't even know what it is. Right. You know, what what do we do about that? Well, and it's funny that you say that because like I, that's kind of what I was like alluding to and I don't want to jump the gun here, but it's more under the vulnerable part where you must express a need or hurt. And sometimes I have a hard time like connecting the dot of the emotional need that didn't get met. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I'm a lot, like I said, I'm a lot better than I used to, but there's times where like, why, like, why am I getting all worked up right now? Um, right. And then yeah. it can present its own problem because you might not even like, you might hurt the person that you're talking to it's not even about them you know but so now you've got that that conflict when you have that undefined thing you know what i mean 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying like how many times do we have conversations with people that may be clouded or may be angry and it's not even about you. It's just you're the person oh, standing in front of them. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I will say that cup. um that Amy and I have gotten a lot better at when we don't know cuz we both suffer from I, th- I think the the term is just generalized anxiety, right? So we have anxiety that we don't always know where it's coming from or what it's connected to. Free floating. Yeah. Right. Like Did free you remember float- did you look free floating vapor? Oh. Um that's Ghostbusters. Anyway, um I was saying, so being <laughs> sorry, <Yeah. laughs> being honest about not knowing. Mm-hmm. So, like, we will communicate to each other. Uh, you know, like I'm just here's how I'm feeling. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on, but I want you to know that this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that's that's great, right? And we're yeah. able to provide each other grace, like right, right, right. You know, that's that the foundation can, for that grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, and, and Brian, because when you said earlier, like, you you know, you don't understand, you just have this anxiety. And that's why I was going back to the, um, not mass hysteria, but the... Mass formation. Mass formation. One of the characteristics mean, is a free-floating yeah, free anxiety. anxiety. And that brought back to the great awakening we all had to the term, you know, if you are not aware of your emotions and your emotional needs, you'll always be manipulated by your feelings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so that's what happens and then because mm-hmm. you can't you don't have the vocabulary to to be open. Mm-hmm. You know, you just go with feeling terms and not emotional terms. Feelings being I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm pissed off, I'm this, I'm that, not man, I really feel disrespected. I feel like when you and so people don't even have the ability to be open because they don't have the vocabulary for it mm-hmm. or the awareness of what they're feeling or what they need. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's why a lot of people don't do it, let alone the past hurts of, I was that, I didn't get that. <coughs> so I try to manipulate by not being open and mm-hmm. certainly not being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when we are being honest with somebody, we want to be as descriptive and informative to the other person as possible. Please. If you made me mad, <laughs> well, that's that's okay. But you made me mad when... You didn't meet my emotional need of this by doing that. If you can go that far into mm-hmm. it, go ahead. You're getting worked up. I just think about like HR departments and, and lawyers and the language that they use in order to convey a thought. It's like just effing say what's on your mind. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Brian's looking for concise please, communication. Yes. Like, like let me give me the respect to be able to handle whatever it is that you're going to say to me and don't beat around the bush about it. Um, to that end, if I may, yeah, I saw, I believe it was a tweet where, or it could have been an Instagram reel, where a guy was saying how, you know, you're supposed to sandwich, mm-hmm. um, you An know, insult a criticism or with yeah, a positive right. on either end. Uh-huh. And, he was, that. and he was like, thank you. Because mm-hmm. he said, that's terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I feel like that's gone now. There's like a new a new way to do it. Well, his point was, hey, just come to me and say, hey, I value your effort. I value what you do. Oh, so well. I have to tell you what you did wrong. Right. Like it's not, hey, you're doing great. You mm-hmm. can do better. Hey, remember, you're doing great. He's like, no, respect me enough to come right. to me and say you you fell short here. Right. Right. Well, that's that's what I mean. That's what you're good at. Right. It's not the sandwich thing. It's leading off though with some respect and. Right. Well, and, and everybody's different. Well, and like you you always say, earn the right to be heard. I mean, even if it's somebody that you know and have earned that right in that particular conversation or that particular issue that you're dealing with, it's st- it is still nice to earn that right to be heard with what you're going to say after you've given them a good word. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and I agree. Well, like you said, just be concise. Well, I said it for you, but well, like use less words and be more specific. Mm-hmm. And that leads to my last point in being open. And I do this with every couple that I meet with. I teach them. They take the relational needs questionnaire. They get their top three. And I say, okay, go over them with each other, but give a very specific way how somebody can, how the other person can meet that need. Mm -hmm. And I call it giving legs to the need so it can move, so it can walk. To me, that is so vital. So like, you know, a guy has a high need for affection. Well, he, you know, with his wife. Okay. So that means he wants to make out. He wants to, you know, have sex, whatever else. He tells her, I have a high need for affection. Great. 
So the next day he gets home from work and she greets him at the door and gives him a big kiss. And he's like, oh, gosh, I am so sweaty. I'm so hot. I'm so bothered. I just want to sit down and have a beer. Well, she's like, yeah. you were open with me. You told me you wanted more affection. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I don't want it now. I want it at, you know, 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Well, now she's hurt because she tried to meet his need. Right. He's mad because he's still not getting what he wants. And what I hear more often than not from, I would say, one person in any relationship. Well, I, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to tell somebody. Right. How to meet my needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if your choices are, you have to tell them exactly how to meet your needs, or well, you don't get your need met at all. Meet them, yeah. Which you one know? are you going to choose? Because if, if if he said, I would like to have sex on Friday and Saturday nights, and she goes, okay, he's still in the winner's column. Because mm-hmm. they're not having sex if, if none of this happens anyhow. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we learn. Mm-hmm. You don't have to communicate the need because we go, oh, this is how they like to have their need for respect met. Oh, this is how they need you know, for belonging. They love it when I post online about how I have the greatest husband in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would, and I would, I would even say it's harder for people that have a high need of acceptance and belonging to do that. To do what? To be specific? Yeah. Because they don't want to like say something that would be like either like embarrassing or wrong or like have, you know, make sure their, or make, a high make need their, of security make their because partner, what if they don't do it? Right. But make their partner uncomfortable. You well, know that's, what I mean? that's, goes into what you're talking <clears throat> about as far as being vulnerable well, right wait, i wanted sorry i before we skip ahead i just wanted to mention a hell of a segue <laughs> you're just trying when you are doing open you know you talked about like being descriptive and as clear as possible at the other end of that at the receiving end of that descriptive and clear like you have to i almost feel like you have to establish with i mean and we're talking mostly about like Intimate relationships are very it's true of all relationships, right? Right. Like you have to establish that 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 sort of communication is okay because I know, again, from personal experience, I get I am a very defensive person. Like I need that high respect, and you know, we've met. Yeah. So when somebody says something to me, Amy, um, I immediately bristle up. Like, what do you mean I did something wrong? I don't feel like I did something wrong, right? So being the recipient of what she says to me about, you know, here's how I was hurt. Here's what you, you know, you did. And here's the the emotional need that, that got knocked by, you know, whatever I did. I think it's important for me and whoever else in whatever relationship hearing those things, you got to be ready for that. You know, you've got to realize this is important and it's okay. And it doesn't mean that I'm the bad guy. It's, it just means, and that's a process. This is how and we, the, and again, that grow. is, that is being vulnerable. And yeah. okay. Right. And, and, and that is a discipline and it, you have to learn how to do that. But the only way through that is forward, you know, and, and until you learn to practice that, like you, like you have been, you know, then there, there can't be that third element, that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it, it for people that have difficulty or that that you know have that's what happens i bristle up okay learn to be a little bit more vulnerable and oh. it's going to take a little bit of time what a great segue we just did uh, yeah let's keep going it would have been great the <laughs> better first the time. first time <laughs> <laughs> but into that end remember other things we've talked about which are the four poor ways people emotionally respond by you bristling up and going to facts logic and reason is to explain why your intent was different Mm -hmm. well that's facts logic and reason that's not trying to understand them that's not coming alongside them you know if you say no you're being too sensitive well that's critical you know if you say i I know you're upset right now but i'm upset too well that's selfish and if you just walk away from her well that's neglect well that's none of what we're talking about none of that is very good Mm -hmm. and it isn't vulnerable it's defensive it's the opposite or it's offensive but if we're being vulnerable you know you are giving yourself the opportunity to be further hurt. I mean, just think, what does vulnerable right. mean? I, I'm open for attack. I'm open to be hurt. And, you know, you have to risk that to receive the blessing, to receive the intimacy, to receive the reward of the person meeting your need or apologizing for their misdeed, which caused your hurt in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite of all of these is to deny your needs 
um, or our hurts or to angrily lash out to express them. And there's three selfish ways we do not communicate openly, honestly, vulnerably and how we can fix them. So the first is selfishness, which is you're just only focused on your needs. That is all that matters. You can't see the other person's needs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And That's with exhausting. Each, and we, oh, yeah. And mm. we've been around those people. Um, and we've been, well, no, we haven't all been those people. And each one has a scripture verse that goes <clears throat> with it and an antidote. And we're going to talk about each one. Go ahead. But I really like what you say in this first point under selfishness, exalting our neediness. I have needs and I'm going to take to have my needs met. And when you were talking about the opposite, to deny our needs or hurts, to angrily lash out, to express them again, like, man, take three seconds and go online and look at the world around us. And it's, it's just, it's so prevalent. And so, um, again, I, I love this podcast because it combats that to some small degree, a, a large degree, you know, um, but I, I, I love that. Like, and just how my, how many times do you go to bed at night? Maybe not us specifically, but you go to bed at night exhausted because you have just been taken from and taken from. Mm. Well, and conversely, how exhausting it is to always be stealing your emotional needs. Right. And how annoying are those people that just steal them? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> and they're exhausting. Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Uh, you know, I love, and this is, you know, from the training I received is at the Center for Relational Care. I love when a scripture verse just kind of, like we talked about earlier, smacks you right in the nose. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can I do some things? <laughs> no, do nothing. <laughs> do nothing. Do nothing. Right. So if we're not being selfish, what are we, what is another thing that people will do? You mean a second one? Yeah. <laughs> Self-reliance. You say, but you, oh, I'm sorry. The antidote. Yeah, the, I'm sorry, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, I skipped over the antidote. No. So I'm it's, just you say it's faith. So can you explain what you mean? Yeah. So if you think about the first component of uh, very good relationships is Christ at the center. And we talked about trust that God is working in the other person's heart to meet your needs just as much as you're trying to meet theirs. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so you have a faith, you know, that God knows my needs and God is putting people in my life to meet my needs. You described a situation this very day to me in the Sam's Club parking lot where you had to let it go. Yes. And that is an act of faith with somebody Sure. I I would say so. Like you could you could go about selfishly trying to meet your needs with within this person and situation, but in the end, it was God saying, "Let it go," because number one, you're connected to God with it, right? And you're going to have faith that God will do what God's going to do, even if it's not what you want out of it. Yes. I would agree with you in that illustration that it is a big call to a greater level of faith where it's not about me meeting this person's needs anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's letting God take care of that. And in that, you're not being selfish. You're being very selfless. Right. I would say a different example was this past Sunday on Father's Day where I was let down by Joe and to a degree, Bella, not wanting to go disc golfing with us. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of let me a little bit upset. And I'm, I'll blow them up their spots and they're not listening. And that very morning... Colleen Johnette gives me a button that says Mercyhurst dad. That was her late husband's mm. that her daughter had given to him and her, she asked her daughter for permission if I could have it. Mm. And so it's this older, I mean, it's 15 year old pin that, you know, rich got used to wear proudly mm-hmm. and that this other, you know, this woman from our church's daughter wanted me to have it and thought it was okay. And then and Mercyhurst is where Bella's going. Yeah. It's where Bella's yeah. going to college. So, so that plus the fact that Michael told his own, my nephew, Michael, Mike P, uh, told his own dad, he's like, yeah, dad, I, I, your church is a little early. I don't really feel like coming. I want to go see Uncle Jay in church mm-hmm. today. So my point being is God worked in both of their hearts mm-hmm. to bless me on a day where my needs weren't met by my own children. For a minute, they rallied for the rest of the day. Just let everybody know. You can play this episode in the car ride down on vacation. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> but that. that's an example of having faith <clears throat> that God knows. God just was like, oh, man, Jay's having a bad day. All right, Colleen, give him the button. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. But if we're trying to manipulate everything, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and we're only focused about us, well, that's no good. Yeah. So the second one is self reliance, mm-hmm. uh, similar, which is similar, but basically you're denying that you even have needs from others, like the, in, in, relational needs, emotional needs. You're trying to go it alone. You don't need nobody. The yeah. phrase I hear most often is, "You know, have my Jesus. That's all I need." Yeah. 
And that ain't it. Yeah, you're lonely. <laughs> I like this quote that I have no needs, but if I did, I'd take care of them myself. And that sometimes comes across in a martyr way as well. Mm. Not to hit too close to home well, for some and, of us. And it also speaks to a person that's absolutely unable to be vulnerable. And maybe it's because of a ton of past hurts. Yeah. It could be a lot of abandonment. Most I mean, likely is. Everybody has those reasons. And the antidote is simply just humility. Well, oh, the, I'm sorry, the scripture. Gosh, I'm the worst. <laughs> you say, I do not need a thing, but you do not realize dot, dot, dot. I don't know. Whatever the rest of the scripture is. They um, they, if they want to look it up, it's Revelation 317. Right. And that's if there's any easy book to understand. Yeah, that's, a Revelation. Good, that's a good one. It's all about the end times of relationships. Yeah, right. <laughs> the great relationship. Well, in a lot of ways, it kind of is about the end times. Yeah, so Revelation 3.17 and the antidote being humility. It ain't all about you. Go I have on. a question about that. So if the antidote Revelation? to that one... No, about the antidote being humility, what about if their self-reliance comes in the form of not necessarily that they're, well, I, I can do it all myself, but they're like, if I don't do it myself, nobody's going to do it because I've been hurt, you know, a ton of times. So they they put this barrier up. And it's not that they're not... It's not that they're proud? Yes. Is there well, another angle to that? Well, if you think about it, the beginning part was, I don't even have needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's the arrogance. There's the pride. So I'm talking about a different uh, category. Perhaps. Right. But then the second yeah. was, and if I did, I'd take care of it myself. It's not, man, I've been so hurt. Like, that's way too cognizant. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? This is somebody who has, like, gotten to the point where they're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. And you're not fine. You need to be humble and realize, no, you've been hurt. I would say to that person, you need to humble yourself and realize, I mean, I wouldn't say it. I would join them in their motion, come alongside. Eventually they would ask me and I would say, you've been so hurt. You're sitting here with your chest puffed out. And you have to realize that you're worthy of having somebody come alongside you. And you need to humble yourself and not be so proud and not be such a martyr. I mean, I wouldn't say that either. But that's the reality of it. It's Mm -hmm. still humility. Right. It's a forced pride. And then the third way would be self-condemnation. Where Eric and I just start rising up now. We're getting into our wheelhouse. <laughs> self-condemnation. Yeah, I was going to say, this is me. <laughs> Denouncing our needy- neediness. I do have needs, but I feel bad that I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Tell us, Eric. <laughs> well, I mean, there are times where I, like, I don't want to be a burden, you know, and... I'm not worth being a burden. Yeah, I'm not worth it. Or, like, you know, even my need for acceptance. Like, I don't want to put my emotions on somebody and have them have to deal with it or, you know, whatever, you know, um, same with belonging. You know, I'll just set my emotions by the side. I'll meet yours and it'll be fine. Right. I'll eat this one for the greater good. It's amazing to a degree that you ended up with Amy because very often I think people in like, if you just look at my relationship with Rachel, you know, it, that's a more typical self-condemnation kind of a spouse where she's got a lot of particular needs. They're mm-hmm. pretty well known and she's fine with me meeting them. <laughs> like if, if we had never gotten any better, it would be all about her. I would be left by the wayside until I would resent it. And then I'd blow up and then I would go my own way. And then I would throw a fit and, you know, it goes to the marital games that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Whereas Amy's not like that. Mm-mm. She's not like, oh, it's all about me. And not to say no, that Rachel said no. it's all about her, but she's like, yeah, I have a lot of needs and you should probably meet them. Right. Especially when we met, by the way. And when we met, it was very much that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy and I are pretty similar with that is true. our emotional needs. So, yeah, it makes sense. And the, the, the scripture verse for this one is not very veiled. There is now no condemnation <laughs> for those who are in Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. And you say, what if I'm not a Christian? Well, you've already not done the first one, which is keeping Christ at the center. So then you probably don't care about these scripture verses. But the reality is there shouldn't be condemnation that God loves you enough to die on the cross for you. Mm -hmm. But you're so that's telling you that you're like, (laughs) you can't tell yourself that you're not worth it because if not example in that reality, Christ died for you. Right. But you, but you shouldn't need to be accepted by your spouse. (laughs) Right. Like what? There, you know, <laughs> there was this. There was this one time, and it's it's always stuck out to me. Um, Lex and I were talking early in our marriage. Actually, I think even before we got married, um, and I was telling her some things about who I am and you know things that I did. And one of them was pretty deep. And she said she she took it in and she paused and she said, "Well, if, if God's forgiven you, why, why can't you shouldn't? Yourself? No, why shouldn't I?" Oh. And like that always stuck out to me and it, and it did lead into that. Well, why, 
why don't I forgive myself if, if this, and it, again, it doesn't give you the license to go keep doing things. Right. Because ah, I'm forgiven for it. No. But, but you know, that, that was, but that's of, the last thing on somebody who's in self condemnation's mind. Right. And they're that, not thinking like, okay, I'll just keep sitting. So then. if you, if you do suffer with that, if suffer, if you do deal with, um, the self condemnation, please take that scripture, Romans eight, one, and really digest it because you are forgiven. You are accepted. Um, if you're in Christ. So this, I want to tell, I want to give an example for the antidote by telling a story. The antidote is gratitude. And that made no sense. Thanks, me. Jay. What? Oh, <laughs> so when I was in, in our training, I was really beating myself up and I always did. And part of that's how I grew up and, you know, a lot of guilt ridden raising mm-hmm. and everything else. And he was like, all right, here's your assignment, Jay. He goes, I want you to go home and go home, go back to the hotel. And I want you to you know, make a list of 20 things you're thankful for. And that's going to help you because your self-condemnation is pretty bad. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll do it, but it's not going to work. Mm. And he's like, why? He goes, no, write down 20 things you're thankful for about you and about the people in your life. And I'm like, yeah, it's not going to work. And he goes, why? And I said, because I'm going to list all these things, all these attributes, all these people and be like, and I'm still such a jerk. Mm-hmm. I've got all this going for me. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm still this piece of crap. He was like, you are not well. He didn't say it like that. <laughs> but it, here's what's funny. It finally occurred to me watching Intervention and Biggest Loser, two TV shows where I understood gratitude. And, it, and it's, it's, this is almost wrong for me to say, but I was beating myself up over my sin so bad. And then Rachel's watching Biggest Loser. And I was like, man, it would really suck if my sin was visible to everybody because these people are 700, 800 pounds and they're mm-hmm. struggling with overeating and struggling. And I was like, well, at least, at least I don't struggle with that. I mean, I got some stuff I got to deal with. I'm grateful for but that. But I don't that struggle I don't have that for struggle, that. Right. And then watching intervention, I'm like, man, this destroys everybody's life around them mm-hmm. and these people with their addiction and it's just going everywhere. And I'm like, man, praise God that I don't struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about pornography and I'm like, man, I am so grateful that I don't struggle with that. And, and that becomes a discipline that you start to learn the discipline of gratitude. You know, you do start to find those and things. And I'm so grateful you didn't say attitude. Huh? I'm so grateful you didn't say it. it's an attitude of gratitude. Oh, no, God. No, I hate that statement. <laughs> hate it. But it is, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a discipline. It is a nah. discipline. But it is. And, I, and, I, and that you gain momentum in doing that. And you're like, I'm not a piece of crap. This is just what I struggle with. Yeah. And, you know, or that's what I struggle with. But. And so it's not like I'm looking around being like, well, I'm better than that guy. Right. No, he struggles with something. She struggles with something. And I'm grateful that I got these to deal with and I'm mm. going to work on them. Oh, it was such a yeah. breakthrough for me. And if you mm. want if you want to hear more about gratitude, go back and listen to the episode with Joseph Jason. I don't know which episode it was, but we, he talked a lot about that guy in jail and he just had to try to figure out how to survive in jail. And he just started, he, I think he said he listed a hundred things and he was going to do one and uh, whatever. Yeah. It was and then great, we did a couple of, we yeah. think we did one or two episodes on gratitude. Yeah. That was a really, that was a really, really good series, but. And we're grateful that you joined us for episode. Super grateful. 205. This shortened episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gosh. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and here, and here's the end. So episode 205, second in the series, join us uh, next time for Possibly the third, although let's say real quick, we won't be here next week. We did. And that's it, right? Just one week? Yep. All right. None of of that's in your script. I like to do a little (laughs) little heads up. (laughs) Smooth outro. So please, (laughs) make sure to give us a like or follow on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Hellwig, you've you've put the thumbprints for the hot? We saw a little turtle on fairway number one. Wouldn't they think you smell? Here's the other, my, like, if everybody smells. I don't know. See what? I don't know. <laughs> smell what? Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it